This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, February 21st, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. The president is pushing pre-K in a big way, but there's plenty of evidence that the feds don't do a very good job in that arena. Never mind that the feds have basically no legitimate constitutional role in education. Neil McCluskey, associate director for the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom, explains. So the president is broadly talking about expanding the federal role in pre-kindergarten education and child development, because there's a lot of nutrition and healthcare and other stuff involved in this. Uh, and from what we've seen, a big part of that is expanding federal Head Start, expanding federal early Head Start, and then expanding and increasing the amount of money that will be sent to states to encourage them through matching funds to expand their own pre-kindergarten programs. As is typical, when the federal government offers matching funds, it it means that they don't have the money themselves to fund it. But in the case of Medicaid, at the very least, it also uh, perverts budget priorities because they are matching funds and it encourages states to spend more than they otherwise would. Yeah, well, that's what the federal government's been doing in education for a long time. Now, it's not always with matching funds, uh, but it's always about here, you do X, Y, and Z, and we're going to give you more money, even if that doesn't make sense, even if it's something that the states could have done more cheaply. And in pre-kindergarten, clearly, the goal is to convince states, or I shouldn't say convince, I should just say bribe states, into expanding pre-kindergarten programs, even though the research on state-level pre-K is usually very low quality, and it doesn't give us any basis for saying that even just leaving this with states would be a way to uh, deliver effective preschool to most students. What does the White House point to, and what do other advocates point to when they say, we need this, this is going to be a great thing? Yeah, here's the watchword you got to be listening for. High quality. They'll always say, well, high quality has these great outcomes. You know, for every dollar we spend, we get $7 returned to us and lower incarceration rates, higher taxes paid, and all sorts of things like that. Of course, then there's not usually a definition offered of what high quality means. And it's because they're usually referring actually to just two programs the Abbasidarian program and the Perry Preschool program, which were in the 60s and 70s. And the two of them, One treated 57 kids, another 58, and they were very intensive programs, very expensive. And to a lesser extent, they're pointing to Chicago program, which was bigger, but also tiny compared to if you're going to take this nationwide. Um, And so they're looking at these and saying, well, if we just scale these expensive, hyper-intensive programs up, we'll get the same benefit. This is also why the president and supporters of pre-K will say things like, oh, it's not going to do anything to to the deficit. It's going to be budget neutral because we'll get these great benefits over time from this this really uh, miraculous investment that we'll make. Okay. So the the assumption then is that if they were to scale it up, it, it wouldn't cost any less per student. No, it would no doubt cost more. Now, I suppose they'd say, well, we get some economies of scale, but there's nothing that the federal government does where they expand it and they have smaller and smaller bureaucracies. Of course, huge bureaucracies grow. There's a massive problem that even if you could 
take an effective program and you thought at first I could do all those very effective things for everybody, then you build up this political constituency of people whose full-time job becomes lobbying to make sure they get money without ever being held responsible for what they've done or not done. And even if it did work at one time, it won't keep working. Now, this is a problem with Head Start. Head Start has lots of problems. But Head Start for decades has been plagued by the fact that once some Head Start center gets funded, they almost never get defunded. It doesn't matter how they do. They're just locked in for life. And that's only begun to change in the last year or two. So even if you could take Perry Preschool and make it national Perry Preschool, you'd see it going from maybe something that worked to something that was just a bureaucratic boondoggle. What benefits do pre-K programs typically bestow on the young people that uh, are in, in them? It depends on which pre-K programs you're talking about. And let's be clear, federal pre-K programs, the ones that have been scaled up, have no lasting benefits. If you look at the research, federal research, it shows no lasting benefits almost for anyone. You might find one or two, but you also find some negative effects of these programs. For the most part, nothing. If you look at early Head Start, the, the longitudinal studies that followed the, the people got the treatment for several years, Again, no long-term benefits. They might as well never have been treated. So that's the important thing. Then the question is, well, if you really could take Perry Preschool or Abbasidarian and then make it national without in any way watering down the effects, then you probably would see kids who are, are better prepared for school, both as they on cognitive levels and also their, their social-emotional levels. You know, they will be less aggressive. Um, they'll know their letters a little bit better. But the fact of the matter is, and this is the really the crux of it, is there is zero evidence whatsoever that Abbasidarian or Perry Preschool could be scaled up on any sort of meaningful level. And the, what we have of scaled up pre-K, Head Start and early Head Start, is a failure. Neil McCluskey is Associate Director of the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.